The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com podcast. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said. Done. They're going to play a game this week, if you can believe it. Hey, huh? love it. It, it does, does it feel weird? It doesn't feel it like does it's feel, here. It feels a little weird. It does. Like I mean, like it's like, okay, it's here. It's game day. But it feels weird. Like It's been so long that I'm just like, okay, just a sec. I got to let this dog in the room. He's going nuts. Come on. Behave, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to, yeah, I didn't want you wrecking the place, so I let you in. What's up? Oh, go lay down. We got a guest host. <laughs> Apparently, it's okay, buddy. Go lay down. I know, I know. Mom's in the basement doing camera stuff, but that's okay. Lay down. You're okay. The following podcast may contain discussions supported by science that may be considered dangerous to some listeners and conspiracy theorists. Discretion is advised. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. Home delivery available in Regina at sassbeardelivery.ca. Welcome to the Three Down Greencast. You are listening to the Internet's only Canadian-based college football podcast. I'm Joel Gasson with the fill-in John, the backup John. I don't know what we want to call you. CBC's Dan Plaster is back for another week as uh, John Fraser, not here, as he and his wife uh, Lacey uh, delivered their third child today. Maya, Don, Fraser, so we wish uh, them the best, and uh, naturally, rather than doing this dumb podcast, it was uh, more important for John to be doing uh, dad stuff today with uh, with the new child in his life, so uh, understandably, not here this evening. Congrats, and wow, three, having enough kids for all of us. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I'm less than John. <laughs> Wasn't that a bad Canadian? Oh, that was less than Jake. Less than Jake. Good try. It was close. Less, yeah, was less than John. <laughs> That's the title of the podcast. You just go less than John. That's yeah. all you have to do. <laughs> Maybe. So if you missed uh, last week's episode, I would still recommend and uh, go back checking out. It's probably one of our better ones as uh, we play a little game to uh, preview the CFL season. So... This is kind of be a little bit more of a rapid fire kind of episode. We're just going to cover a lot of different topics that maybe we haven't gotten to in the last few weeks and uh, look ahead a little bit to uh, the week that will be in the CFL, especially when it comes to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders who finally played their first game in 700 years when they play the BC Lions on Friday night at Mosaic Stadium. But I put out the call earlier today, Dan, because you were going to be on this here program about uh, if anyone had any questions about the riders or the cfl or anything yeah and i made the mistake of opening up twitter for the first time in a long time and oh yeah let me have it (laughs) so we may answer some of them a couple of them we're gonna go we're gonna go a little different off the top here sure 
Um, so there was an episode where, well, in the past, Mr. Fraser has been one to use the term rube from time to time. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so um, our friend Greg over at the People's, People's Podcast would like to know your if you know what the definition for the word, word rube is or what you think it is. It's hayseed. Think of it as a hayseed. Mm-hmm. Just a, an unintelligent... I mean, it's it's yeah. That would be the, the my thought of what it, what it is. But then you could also, if you want to, maybe he's smart. Maybe it's like the Rube Goldberg machine. Maybe you're unnecessarily smart, putting your brains into things that don't really matter. Kind of like what we're doing here. So mm-hmm. we technically could be Rube Goldbergs, but but it's like mousetrap. That's a Rube Goldberg. Anyways, so yeah, that's I, I would say that's what uh, when John says a bunch of rubes or that sort of thing, it is yes. I would say uh, my my thing would be would be hayseeds. Yeah, so I mean, we both of us were surprised to learn that it's basically something you say toward rural people, and it's not very nice. So it is not nice. It is. <laughs> yeah, I because I, it probably... it kind of comes off innocent sounding as just a word that is just kind of like, hey, you're dumb. But uh, yeah. Well, it was probably one of those things in the 40s. It was like the F word. Very possible. Yes, but now it's just... But it's short for Reuben. I mean, and Reuben sandwiches are delicious. Oh, they're so so good. Reuben Foster, good running back. Mm-hmm. I think that's all the Reubens. <laughs> There's probably others. I just... I'm just, yeah, I'm like, just too lazy just to go look silence, right now. Like, uh, <laughs> oh. are fear, famous Rubes. <laughs> the Rubik's Cube. Also, mindlessly hard. Mm-hmm. Unless, but, some people, but then there's those people that can do them in like 10 seconds, and you're just like, what? And blindfolded. Christy Kleimenhager, uh CBC weather specialist, one of mm-hmm. those that can do it blindfolded. Wow. Oh, yeah, Dan yeah. works for the CBC, by the way, if you didn't know that already. Uh, yes. Tune in if you wish. All the Olympics that you can handle. Yes. And occasionally Dan shows up on your TV when they have no one else to do the news. Yes. When everybody else is, <laughs> I always call it the, the, uh, uh, what was the, what the heck was the movie? Uh, it was, uh, John gold, uh, John gold, whatever it was. Uh, everybody in the Royal family dies and he was the last member of the Royal family and he owns a bowling alley in no, the no John idea. good, John Goodman movie. Uh, yes. And that's what it is. He was, he was the uh, King Ralph. That's what the movie was called. Mm. And I always call myself King Ralph because everybody else is either sick or dead, and uh, I have to do it. <laughs> Fair enough. As we get dark. <laughs> We're going to pull us out of the darkness here a little bit. Um, since you are filling in for this sleazy car salesman, John, uh, Ryan Ballantyne wanted me to ask you about undercoating and extended warranties. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I own a 2008 Ford Ranger, so my undercoat is rust. <laughs> Don't have to protect anything when it's already rusted. No, the thing will run forever, <laughs> and my ass will hit the ground because the whole seat will fall through the bottom because that is what those Ford trucks do. They'll run forever, and then I'll have to go to John, and he can uh, squeeze every living dime out of me for some sort of vehicle. I think that's the circle of life. Well, I mean, some other guy there will, and then John will try to sell you the extra stuff because he always will defend himself as the finance guy, not not the sales guy. So. We just love oh, to bug so, him and tell him that he's a sleazy sales guy, when really he's just the guy to make sure you actually have money to buy the car. Oh, so he'll give me the 14% interest? Yes. 
He's oh. the one that'll see then see you. It's like, oh, this guy works for the CBC. He can afford it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are we going with a major bank? No. No, we're going with the South Shore Bank. <laughs> you get there on Southeast Airlines. Oh, yuck. <laughs> Reference that no one understands on this show. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I saw some of those questions. I'm glad there's some football ones. There are. We'll talk Surprisingly, about there some are football some football ones. Questions. But those two, yeah, I am. Um, you were talking to just like you. If I open up a, a truck or a car, I'm just like, I'm just going to get somebody else to fix it. And I'll get somebody else to sell it to me. And I'll get John to do our financing. That's how it's going to go. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we are going to talk about uh, the Ryder game ahead. A couple of questions surrounding the Riders. But, of course, once again this week, the Three Down Greencast is brought to you by Manscaped, of course. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation of brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Of course, with the Lawnmower 4.0, you not only get the little device, you also get the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop preserver, crop preserver in English, a bald deodorant, a crop reviver toner, and performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your solar systems, because, I mean, you never really know when you're going to need it when you're on the road, especially these days when we're traveling, checks notes, nowhere. And the performance package 4.0 includes the weed whacker, as mentioned, and don't forget to use the crop, the crop preserver bald deodorant and the crop reviver to help your little planets on their great, their A-game while the feeling the sun's heat, Manscaped even threw in two free gifts with their performance performance package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers, and the travel bag. Oh, travel bag for your travel bag. <laughs> Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MANSIDED at FANSIDED20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at Manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. That read had you by the short and curlies. Always does. Always does. I make sure, uh, usually I leave that up to John, so I kind of got through that as best I could, I guess. But well done. He's more uh, He's more open about talking about his equipment, as he likes to say. So. <laughs> well, with three kids, he is proud of his equipment. <laughs> and now his equipment no longer works either. So. Oh! It's, There's uh... no more fear of uh, more John Frasers coming, so. It's a low-functioning fun- low equipment. <laughs> and, of course, before we get into the football talk, uh, as usual, we are going to uh, ask one Mr. Dan Plaster uh, what's in the glass this week. Oh, you're going to kill me. I went, uh, it's swill. It's just pure swill. It's I the mean, John's vibes. already set the bar pretty low with his new uh, maternity leave budget, so. No, I just went with a straight high lives. I, I have uh, the Prairie Pills in my uh in my fridge and the new uh multi uh pilsner as well mm-hmm. or lager what was it the, the champagne pilsner. yeah yeah. The pilsner, yeah, I, yeah i got four of those as well so nice. uh they're waiting for after the game on friday night when we all get home at super super late those will be my uh go to sleep beers okay nice right on, the, the, yeah. this is working beers <laughs> i need to be i need to be somewhat functional 
even though the beginning of this this podcast shows I am zero function right now. So uh, yeah, so we're gonna go with the swill today. Absolutely. And you? Uh, for me, I brought home uh, from I brought home a six pack today of the nine mile number one Durham wheat ale. Oh, so how it's is the, it? It's phenomenal. We had it up in uh, Saskatoon when I was there over the weekend. Uh, had it on tap at Nine Mile. Very nice, very easy drinking. I think would be perfect for your little delicate palate as well. I'm sensitive, Joe. <laughs> I know you are, but it's it's just nice. It's easy drinking. Uh, made with uh, Durham wheat out of Southwest Saskatchewan, of course. So uh, local, local all around, and a uh, little touch of sweetness to it, which I kind of mm. like, but not like over, no, not overpoweringly sweet, but definitely a little bit. So I would uh, definitely recommend it. Available in uh, six packs at uh, retailers across the province. And of course, on tap at Nine Mile and maybe elsewhere as well. Nine Mile, they have done so well. I mean, and they they kind of fit that Saskatoon kind of area, just kind of how mm. the the breweries here in Regina have kind of figured things out here as well. I, I really dig what Nine Mile's done up there. Yeah, always, always really strong stuff. Uh, out of our friends at Nine Mile uh, Legacy, or as they call themselves one time as an April Fool's joke, fourteen and a half kilometer Legacy. Perfect. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, the Riders play this week, and they will be playing the BC Lions. And um, I'm going to be completely honest here. Uh, John Hodge was texting me earlier today because I had not put in my picks yet for this week on the Three Down Nation, as we always have a picks piece that goes up every week for all the games. Um, I kind of forgot on one end. And number two, I'm also like, I don't know who the hell I'm going to pick in any of these games. You don't know. I oh. Especially here, I mean, yeah, we, like, we have both talked about this at mm-hmm. length. All you do is bet on the under. That's all you, you should just, in your picks, it just should say Saskatchewan, BC, under. <laughs> Hamilton, Winnipeg, under. Yeah. Just, let's just don't put it, yeah, I don't know. The only, I mean, the only one that maybe might go over because of the amount of injuries on defense might be that Winnipeg. Oh. That Winnipeg-Hamilton game with like Ted and company out uh, yeah. and I think I and both quarterbacks are actually I don't think either quarterback is on the list there so they might play that's it's just so messy mm-hmm. and then well it says Willie Jefferson is questionable but I mean he'll yeah. play that, I mean but, Tom Brady's questionable every week on the report too when he was in New England wasn't he oh it's <laughs> I was questionable for tonight we're questionable for waking up in the morning at this point in time in our lives but you're right it's like even with two starting defensive backs out and then Ted Laurent, and oh, it's. I think you're right. They might put on a show. Do you think they'll put? You know what? That would be great to have that mm-hmm. Saskatchewan Montreal show back in was it 20, 2009, 2010 when they had that big shootout at Mosaic Stadium, old Mosaic Stadium. It might be that. That would be a nice way to get things started on. A that Thursday would be a night. hell of a way for everything to start after everything this league and the fans have been through. To be able to experience the first game like that certainly would be a lot of fun. I'm not really holding my breath at that. What's that? Is that what's going to happen? But uh, it certainly would be welcome. And they get a victory already for the restrictions they have in Manitoba, but we won't get into yeah, no, right we're now. not. We're not going to get into any of that on this episode. As I said, we're actually going to talk about football for a change. So yeah, still a big fan. Yeah, absolutely. But the question then is: so the Riders and the BC Lions. I mean, Michael Riley. I mean, Craig Dickinson believes he's going to play he sounds like he's not a hundred percent if he does play. And that's kind of one of the big question marks for the BC lions coming into this game. So, I mean, 
despite, you know, Taron Vaughn hasn't played, didn't practice on day two for the Riders either. So, I mean, there's already a beat up offensive line that may be missing one of their most important pieces. And so we're just left wondering, I mean, that to me sounds like a recipe for the under for sure. And if you're going defense for defense, I mean, I guess I'm going to land with the Riders just because, you know, the, I believe the line, the defensive line is going to be good. I think AC Leonard doesn't get enough respect for what he's been able to do. Mika Johnson is not as bad as he people made him out to be the last time he was in Saskatchewan. He's still pushing the pocket. He just didn't meet unrealistic sack numbers that he picked up one year in Calgary. And of course, the secondary is back together. So the question is basically the linebacking core, but we've seen this team survive with poor linebacking before. So if we're going straight defense for defense, you, I think the favorite should be the Riders, right? I th- I think it'll be the Riders by at least a touchdown on on Friday night. Uh, even just riding that full wave. I know mm-hmm. home field advantage hasn't been so super home field advantage as we can tell by the last two home playoff games. But, but they're not one, against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, so that's, that's the difference. Tr- and it's always, oh yeah, the, the, <laughs> the lid lifter in 2017, yep. or 2016, that was also the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Western Dress, very much. Mm-hmm. But um, I, because how much has BC improved from a woeful season in 2019? We don't know, but we they're the, they're the unknown where the riders are the known, mm-hmm. and I... As we said, if you're going to go young and have a tough time along the offensive line, the Riders are going to do the right thing and do it with Canadians because that's kind of the Calgary Stampeder style of things of doing things. Yes, they'll have one or two years of bad offensive line play, but two years after that, they have the strongest offensive line in the CFL and they start winning great cups again. So I when it back to Michael Riley, when isn't he banged up? He's going to yeah. go because that's just the way he is but side note are you surprised with all the injuries considering there's no contact like this is gross how many injuries there are right now i mean no i I think it's easy to like you would think there has to be a lot of contact for injuries to happen but i mean 10 guys are on the shelf right now just from blown achilles which don't require contact to go as we well know in saskatchewan even before this year after you know Mm -hmm. darian durant and that whole thing so i mean it's not really all that surprising. I, I think think about how sore guys like me and you are when we don't play a sport for a while or we play a different sport that we haven't played before and muscles we aren't used to using are hurt. And they hurt a little bit the next day, not quite to the same degree. You know, we're not pulling, you know, we're not so bad that we can't walk or maybe sometimes we can't. But I mean, <laughs> when you're at that level, I'm like, yeah, okay, you work out every day and you stay in very good shape as I'm sure all of them have for the most part, but you're just not used to pushing your body the same way. And I just, I'm not surprised there's a whole rash of injuries across the league when most of these guys, except anyone who was in college last college, the NFL, or maybe even the XFL last year, didn't play a game. Huh. Yeah. It's, I just try to wrap my head around the whole thing. Just all of, these are all non-contact injuries. Mm-hmm. First off, and, you, and, and you've mentioned that, but this might be one of those weird things is once contact happens, they're, might be less injuries during games than there are during this first oh, yeah, you, you would think practice. physically they should be stronger to withhand the con- withheld the contact now because 
a lot of you know a lot of them haven't taken contact in years so from that regards their bodies are probably in better shape it's just all the other you know wear and tear sort of stuff from not playing football that you're just trying to get up to speed that is probably going to be more of the problem oh it's going to be messy there's going to be a lot yeah. of bad timing a lot of i don't think there'll be as many offsides and procedures because that's one of those things they really try to work on mm-hmm. but you're gonna you could see some how many how many guys are gonna go down with cramps <sighs> When it's going to be 30 degrees at Mosaic Stadium, it's going to be – well, they've been practicing it. It shouldn't be yeah. that bad. I mean, they, they both should be, like, really adapt to how hot it's been out west. I mean, BC was in – the Lions were practicing in Kamloops to begin with, and that's dog hot in the desert there. And it should be – that shouldn't be a problem, but I nobody's played – into the 59th minute of a fourth quarter mm-hmm. of a CFL game in 19 months. So I, there's a, I'm kind of torn between, we kind of like knowing who is what and what is where and kind of have a feeling of what's going to happen. But mm-hmm. I also have this great feeling of how fresh this is. This is yeah. brand new and we don't know. And that's, that's kind of the fun that's overtaking everything. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that because I think you know from maybe not so much your perspective because you're not you know you're not really in the day to day of writing and pot talking about football other than you know shooting the shit with guys like me. When you're talking, but from like an official perspective, when we're going on to Three Down Nation or you're a guy at TSN or you're with someone else who covers this league day to day, you know you're expected to kind of have this understanding of the league a little bit from some people, and you're sort of thinking you should understand the league a little bit and be able to kind of talk about it from a pretty good place and right now i mean we're all kind of trying to make the best of it but at the same time we're all kind of guessing as best as anyone else at this point and what the hell's actually going to happen this season so from like a professional perspective i can see why it's like mm, well, i mean this this is the best time to be doing it from this but also from a professional perspective and a personal perspective this is going to be hella fun because it feels like literally anything can happen other than maybe the ottawa red blocks being good and how many guys are going to be playing their first game on friday night 12 14 yeah it's the, and that's and that's a part of the unknown you don't know what a, a we know ben laddick from ubc but we don't know what he's going to be like on the mm-hmm. f- field in the cfl um logan furland we've mm-hmm. seen him with the the hilltops and that sort of thing and we know what he's like there we don't know what he's like on the field and i know i wanted to get him in i don't know if garrett marino is going to play for the riders well we'll just we'll just we'll just well, let's bring it into Adrian there, his question. Okay. Was who are the fresh faces on offense and defense that you are most excited to see on the field on Friday? Well, defense is Garrett Marino. And mm-hmm. offense is Logan Furland. Yeah. Uh, uh, Garrett Marino, University of Alabama, Birmingham. Uh, an odd journey. Started off at uh, Arizona State. Injuries. Went to Montana State. Injuries. And sat for two years before we, he went to UAB and was all CUSA. And a big pro conference USA pro- for those that don't know. Yes, conference. U- sorry, uh, conference it's everyone's USA. first podcast, right? Yes, uh, <laughs> it is everyone's first. Yes, all conference USA, and he was a big pro football focus guy. Like he was a top fifty defender in pro football focus in the country in 2019. So, if you want to see how he looks, think of a tattooed Keith, a tattooed American Keith Sholigan. That's what he's going to look like. And if he's anything like that, that's a good thing for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And we've talked a lot about Logan Furland already on the rider side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
on the BC side, uh, defensively, as I said, Ben Laddick, if he gets any any reps, and then the surprise from 2019, uh, he was with Ottawa, is um, Jarrah Tavai, who was great along the red-black defensive line, and now he's on the, the BC line defensive line. I'd like to – I can't wait to see him in person too. Yeah, I think Logan Ferlin is obviously the obvious one. I mean, he's, he's coming in with a lot of hype. Uh, you don't see a ton of guys this fresh out of junior getting an opportunity to start. Like, especially in a high-profile spot, sometimes they get in like Dan Clark used to at tight end early on in his career. But, I mean, he's being put into the spotlight here, and it's going to be it's going to be sink or swim pretty fast. I mean, that's not to say that if Logan Ferlin has a rough first game or two that that's going to be the end of his career. Certainly not. But it'll go a long way in determining just the confidence people might have in the team this year because I know I've seen it with my three down colleagues there's a lot of question marks about this team and how good as some people even have them coming finished finishing last in the west because of that offensive line which I, I mean I can't entirely disagree I don't think it's going to happen but in theory it could happen and I think a lot of it's going to rest on his shoulders and it's also going to rest on for the guy for me Brett Boyko because there's a lot there's a lot of talk about him about whether he's actually good or not and, you know, he's going to go out to that right tackle spot where he's going to be on a bit of an island now. And we'll see if whether he's got it or not, really. And after bouncing around and playing the American game for so long, it's just, I, yeah, that's an interesting one as well. Mm. And the Logan Furlan thing almost feels, but not quite, the Ben Heenan season in mm. his rookie year when he had to be thrust in right away. Ben Heenan, and, I mean, Ben Heenan did have the pedigree of being the number one overall pick. Yes, but Logan has also spent a little bit more time mm-hmm. with the team before getting plugged in. Fair enough. But it, it and it's and I mean, I think, I mean, we don't really know. I mean, Logan Furlan went to junior by choice. It's not like he never got the opportunity to play youth sports or NCAA. He just said it himself. He didn't want to go to a traditional school. He wasn't the guy who could sit in the classroom all day. He wanted to apprentice as a carpenter. And you couldn't do that unless you only play junior football. So maybe he maybe he is the number one overall quality guy. He just never really went the route to get that chance, quite frankly. And that's a whole other story we could talk about in the offseason about how stupid the NCAA is. If you want to be a journeyman mechanic or carpenter or pilot, you still have to get your degree in basket weaving from <laughs> directional state university just because you want to play football. Yeah, the uh, Warren Woods of... Memorial Middle Utah State, as you like to say. <laughs> yes, but this is one of the rare times that we will say that junior hockey does have it right, mm-hmm. is you could use it in uh, in just pay your players and uh <laughs> uh and yeah so i i i love that he's a junior player mm-hmm. and he could just be with clark wilson harris you could put furlong on there and it's great that the pfc i think it's the quality of the pfc that allows yeah. him to be this good mm-hmm. uh, of course andrew harris played out in the bc fc and uh, a little bit different out there, a little bit more wide open, which is probably why he was successful. But um, yeah, I think the the out west, if you have the P- PFC mm-hmm. and the BC football conference, that's the if you come out of anywhere, that's where you're coming out of. Oh, and there's a number of guys even who came through U Sports that have background in the PFC as well through Ken oh. West. So it, it's it, well, there, there's no no longer the ten year guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's th- Hello, Daryl Leeson. You're 32. <laughs> yes, I am. I still have a year left of eligibility. Uh, defensively for me, he's kind of been a little bit of the star of camp, and that's Keon Adams. He seems to be the guy that they're going to plug out on the other side of the other side of AC Leonard at the end. And 
Um, he'll be the guy expected to clean up the mess that uh, they're hopeful that Mika Johnson and McKenna Henry can make in the middle there. It's. I was just looking at the BC receiving core. That's a good receiving core. They do have a good receiving core. Absolutely. The question is, will Riley still? Will he get the time this year to do it? And does he have the ability to do it? So to simplify it, which offensive line plays best on Friday will end up winning the football game? We went from all this conversation to bring it down to probably the least hottest take in football. Yeah, because it applies to every single football game ever, well, no matter the quality bit... of opponents. <laughs> Yeah, but a little bit more glaring here when it's too yeah. real. Like, and I, I don't know how good either defensive line is. I mean, I mean both. No. both I mean, I, I, I think stars. Yeah, I think I have more confidence in the. I don't know the BC line D line that well, but reading what some people talk about the Ryder defensive line, and there's a lot of people who are very concerned about the loss of Charleston Hughes and what that's going to mean. I think the D line is going to be fine. Maybe they, maybe they're not, you know, as spectacular as they were in the past. And, you know, maybe they don't have the splashy playmaker they did before, but I think it's still going to be a solid group that will get the job done. Yep, I agree. And that's why I will stick to my riders by seven. Okay. Are you actually writing that down? No, 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 I'm not. I'm not writing anything down. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Hold me to my word. I guess that kind of covers to Thomas was asking, will the riders offense be able to overcome an injury to the O-line? Even just one that happens for a half game looks like it could be high impact. He, yeah. that's that's worst case scenario. That would be for either team, BC or Saskatchewan. I think, especially considering the turnover of Canadians over the last two years, and you're coming in with two complete Canadian classes of college players that the majority of them we know are offensive linemen. I think mm-hmm. that's where things are going to be very, very interesting across the CFL. Yeah. It's, it's the battle of attrition along the offensive line. is going to be one of those side notes that we'll all watch. Yeah. And I mean, right now, Matlin Riley's already on the rider injury list. He's been missing practice for non-injury reasons. So, I mean, if he's out all of a sudden, you're looking at Josiah St. John as the guy to step as the only guy to be able to step up and fill any of those Canadian spots. And I mean, what, who, we don't really know any of the guys behind Terran Vaughn, quite frankly, at this point. None of them have played a game, so it's hard to speculate really anything about them. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, this is a greater conversation of this team right now, which maybe, I mean, that could be the reason why they could be potentially starting nine Canadians is they just don't feel they simply have the depth at Canadian offensive line. They have the depth to start four guys, but they don't really have enough to replace behind them. So if they have to go to American there they still have eight other Canadians on the field. Which is smart, and mm-hmm. you're probably going to see that for the first four weeks. I'm surprised more teams won't go that way. Yeah, and and it's just it's this interesting spot because, I mean, we've seen a lot of teams do eight before, and I was kind of surprised when, it, when you know, at practice the other day, Murray McCormick kept tweeting about the different spots in the field, and he said, yeah, they're looking at nine Canadian starters, and I'm like, huh. I, I thought for sure they'd maybe go with eight. I didn't think they'd push it to nine. I think I think tights at linebacker is maybe a bit of a surprise that he's a starter at this point, given, I mean, he's kind of a journeyman. He's been around a little bit, but maybe there's a little bit of Mike Edom where, there, where all of a sudden with this defense, he finds his role and it works. I don't know, maybe, but he's not a guy that you ever, I don't think ever has really been pegged as a starter for a while. So that'll be kind of interesting to watch. But overall, it's just interesting to see a team with such good Canadian depth, because Daryl Davis has always liked to say the teams with the best Canadians generally win the Grey Cup. And I don't know if the Riders have the best Canadians, but they certainly have a plethora of them. And 
usually that leads to success, but the depth and overall in certain spots is so problematic that, or potentially problematic, that it just feels very strange to talk about a team with very good Canadian depth overall, but we're not really penciling them. No one, there isn't really consensus on them even finishing top two in their division. What's your definition of depth? Um, well, they have it, starting depth for sure. It, yes, but then we just said the offensive line could be down to three mm-hmm. at most. I mean, yes, the two receivers and your two to three defensive players. I've always liked Micah Tights, great player out of the University of Calgary, and still young. Like, mm-hmm. like isn't he like twenty six only? And this is his third season. He admits like that's he was incredible. Gets beat up a lot, but that's just the way he plays. Is he? Just like any linebacker plays a little bit reckless, but a favorite of Coach Dickinson because he's a great special teamer too. So um, I'm glad he's getting his shots, and he better buckle up. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I'm not saying he can't do it. It's just you just never really thought of him in that spot because, he, as you said, he's kind of been a special teamer. He's kind of he seemed like he kind of found his role. But again, you know, like a guy like Mike Edom kind of felt that way for a while too, and then he signed it to Saskatchewan. And I remember. We probably even said, oh, really? Why did they sign him? Because he was supposed to be this thing. He never really turned into much. And then it just suddenly clicks. So maybe that's something that could happen here. And maybe that's something that tights could be looking at and say, okay, this is the, this, there's an opportunity for me here and I need to make the most of it. I hope so. Uh, I mean, just us being Canadians, we always hope mm-hmm. for the Canadians to do well. And I, I, I think that's overall in the CFL, and I think because of the two full classes, not just in Saskatchewan or as we're talking about in BC, we might have that new generation, and we hope because, boy, we struggled to find a most outstanding Canadian on last week's episode. Uh I think there's going to be this new generation of Canadian players uh, that shine, and I think a generation of Canadian players that are great on the defensive side of Uh the football. Yeah, it definitely seems to go in that way on Three Down Nation. Uh, we were asked to make our predictions for most of the major awards, and I went with I went with Corey Greenwood and most outstanding Canadian. I think he could be in the line for most outstanding defensive player as well, but it's hard for a Canadian linebacker to win that thing, especially you know if Willie Jefferson or Jared Davis put up big sack numbers again. You know, flashy numbers tend to attract the the voters' eye. So I think it's probably a spot maybe he settles for most Canadian. But yeah, I mean, you look at him, you look at Hinak Mwamba, you look at Mike Edom right now, you look at Cam Judge. Like There are difference makers on defense that are Canadian right now, and that wasn't always the case, right? But historically, it's been, okay, you played offensive line, you threw a guy out, you had you know three or four Canadian offensive linemen, you threw a guy out at you know, wide out, and then you filled in a couple other spots just to kind of make it work, right? Yeah, your slot, your wide side, your four Canadians, and a safety. And then you just go to work. And that's what it's like since the beginning of time. That's what it's always been. It's always and, been yeah, go on. And, and if you, and, I mean, sure, there's been the odd linebacker here and there, but I do like that there are the defensive side of the football finally kind of with that switch. And you don't have to have four Canadian offensive linemen, though it's great to see four Canadian offensive linemen. It's it's just nice to see the variety, and I think it makes it easier on on the general managers, though mm-hmm. though we don't really want to make it too easy on them. No, no, never. It makes it a lot easier for them to find <laughs> that Canadian talent. And in this game on Friday night, we could see another rarity, and that's if Michael Riley does not play or leaves the game. Their backup Ooh. is former Ohio quarterback Nathan Rourke. The Ohio Bobcat, like, yeah. isn't that <laughs> that 
is something. And I, I think, I mean, even last year we talked 2020 and 2019, and I think we bring them up every time. And it's, it's funny how it's, it's now him. It's, uh-huh. it's now time. He, yeah, I don't, I, I think it's awesome. I, I'd like to see him. Uh-huh. I don't know if it'd be, if it'd be, I don't know if it would be fair to throw him in at this point. But, I mean, if something happens to Riley, they have to. But, I mean, by choice, I don't know if I'd like to see him this early, especially without a preseason game or something under his belt. Well, I, you might have to. At least yeah. give him some of those those weird third-down snaps, short, second and short yardage, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And, and yeah, it's, 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 it's funny. Uh, Ohio from the MAC, the Mid-American mm-hmm. Conference, as we – as you've – alluded to earlier we need to give full proper names frank solich his the longtime coach at ohio and frank solich was his coach and he helped frank solich to uh uh first in the uh, mac west division i think for the first time in a long time and kind of got them back to prominence and now his brother is the starting quarterback at ohio interesting yeah the moral of the story is watch your hashtag maction you know what Maction is the yes please folks if you it's have not a quite it's not quite fun belt but it's pretty it's, it's no. up there it's up there it used to be on Tuesday nights it used to be the Tuesday night Mac attack and uh, so folks when you complain about Thursday night football just remember there was Tuesday night college football at one time get on TV <laughs> by any means necessary and yes I still hate Thursday night games but it works for your season opener yeah I think it does too I and mean, the NFL Thursday night op- opener has always kind of felt different and special and i'm okay with the opener after but after that just just can the whole thing i yes put a game on each day on the first week for the cfl thursday Mm -hmm. friday saturday sunday and it's beautiful everybody gets the spotlight after that just go fridays and saturdays please (laughs) speaking of tsn uh this is something that uh john and i have been meaning to talk to but haven't actually got into at this point and that is, of course, uh, the changes made to the uh, host broadcaster for the CFL this year after uh, the departure of Chris Cuthbert to Sportsnet, obviously, last year, as he decided to uh, follow the, his dream at his age of 67, I believe, to uh, finally call a Stanley Cup final game, which obviously was not going to happen with Bell Media anytime soon. So understandably, he went and left for Rogers at Sportsnet and did the great job he always did over there. And so that kind of left TSN in the lurk a little bit about what was going to happen about with their play-by-play roles and the panel and the whole thing. And then we had to wait like a whole year to find out what the heck was going to happen because obviously there were no games last year. If you rewind back about a year, I wrote a piece uh, for Three Down Nation talking about what I believe TSN, I don't know if they should do, but what they would probably end up doing. And that was what they did. And I wrote it again saying that it was kind of the safe and smart move for TSN at the time, given sort of the media landscape right now and COVID-19 and how it's affected budgets and the whole thing like that. That is, of course, uh, I'm sure you haven't missed the news by now, uh, Rod Smith moving out of the panel chair into the play-by-play booth where he's always done a pretty good job. I've liked his work on Thursday Night Football there, and he's, of course, called Olympics and all kinds of sports in the past as well. And replacing him on the panel will be Kate Burness, which I think is actually... The bigger part of this, because it brings, in my opinion, a younger and female voice to the panel that's kind of been missing for a while. I think she needed this, too. Mm -hmm. I think she's just kind of been, I don't know, since 
I don't think quite that the desk is what she wants. I think she wants that hosting role, and yeah. this is her chance to really spread her wings and drive the bus. She's got a lot of personality, and she has a lot of personality she needs to wrangle, and I think this is probably going to be a good thing, not just for her, but for TSN, for her to finally spread her wings completely and figure out who, who Kate as I talk about her third, who Kate Burness really <laughs> is, who she really is as a broadcaster. And as for Rod Smith, wonderful man. Love him in the booth. This is a, a great thing. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's great. Um, weird question. You may not be able to answer this. Are they going to be on site? Are the announcers going to be on site? That I don't actually know. Um, it's just weird. Just as how the, uh, mm-hmm. NHL kind of by the end of the playoffs started to, but then still didn't do. But that was the American games. Yeah, I would assume I, yes. I, I would assume yes as well. And the the only ones I'm not entirely like I think in most markets they probably will because by the sounds of the release Bell Media put out on where they're going with this, I don't know if Rod's really considered the lead guy. He probably is. He'll probably end up doing the Grey Cup just because of the talent and the whole thing. But it sounded like if you read between the lines a little bit, well, I guess we'll have to see what happens. It sounds like there is a number of guys that are going to be used this year. Like Rod Black is a, he was mentioned first in the release, which caught my eye first. I'm like, I hope this doesn't mean anything. Then Rod Smith. And of course, Dustin Nielsen, Marshall Ferguson, and even Farhan Lalji was mentioned. So I'm wondering if it's going to be a little regionalish at times and whether maybe some guys call games from a booth for say like, Winnipeg and Saskatchewan at times where there isn't someone based here while like Marshall Ferguson will kind of do the Ontario-ish region with Rod and then maybe Farhan does the odd game in BC you know and Dustin's of course in the Alberta market so maybe it it kind of works out like that a little bit for this year just to try and cut down on the guys traveling everywhere I don't know so that's a lot of people Mm -hmm. and that's a lot of voices and that's still a lot of new like I know Dustin's this is his third season that's still a new voice and Mm -hmm. he has a voice kind of similar to a lot of the TSN guys so which is that that's a good thing so that's a familiar type of sound and tone that they're used to in play calling but that's a lot of voices it is yeah that's I'm I'm hoping that's just it's exceptional circumstances that have led to that this year or they're just trying to sort it out like I can't imagine that long term they would put play by play on Farhan's plate considering everything else he does but four is still a lot you need yeah. like, like it should well, be your three yeah. and then that's what you go with yeah and I mean you could maybe bump it up to occasionally four if they get the 10th team and you have five games a week well yeah you'd need it for that but yes yeah. with with no more than four games a week and some weeks with three I I still think it's it's a three you you have your Friday I don't, night guy I don't mind four if you have four games a week because then everyone is focuses on their one game rather than having to pull double duty yeah I don't know I I, I I'm kind of torn with that uh, it's kind of that old man thing this is what I'm used to and this is but you know what also TSN needs to build their pen of voices like yes. this is they have also gone through a giant transition and to get uh, Marshall and Dustin hard reps is mm. needed not just for football but when they get to have to throw it into the CHL mix and mm. into all the other things that they're the U sports mix and that sort of thing so they 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 need to get some talent and refresh that talent pool and I think that's something that they have their their recruitment people have noticed. 
Yeah, I, I think that's ent- that's an entirely fair point. They've of course picked up the Canadian Hockey League rights, and there's a lot of other options they're gonna have to go through there. And I think I think within terms of the guys like Dustin and Marshall at the same time, you're looking at grooming sort of who you hope will take over just for the CFL even because. I think for a while there, they were a little comfortable with Rod Black and Chris Cuthbert because it was just it just kept rolling every year and it kept working and kept working and kept working, and then all of a sudden Cuthbert leaves and you're like, oh god, what do we do? Where do we go from here? And I think now it's finally, and the year off has kind of forced them to put say, okay, we have Rod Smith for now, that's great, but we need to think about where we're going with this product as well because, as much as we would love to for them to open the CFL to open their horizons to who is broadcasting their games beyond just bell media that's not changing anytime soon so where is this product going in the future and i think they need to figure that out as well they started with their play-by-play guys i hope they're thinking about that on the color end too yes i i I, was that in in the press release is it still Dwayne Ford and Dwayne Ford and Glenn Suter were for sure there. I think they said maybe Matt Dunnigan a little bit, but they didn't really get too much into that. So it sounds like I think it's mainly the two guys still. Need somebody younger in there. Mm-hmm. It would be they. They need their Tony Romo. They they have their Troy Aikmans. They need their 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 Tony Romo now. I think that's one thing that would really set the tone. Is is they there was a little bit of a change when it went from CBC to TSN and mm-hmm. the Chris Walby's and all the, those familiar voices that you've heard for so many years were kind of lost. And, and now, uh, Suter and Ford have done it for, for so long. They're the familiar voices, but there needs to be a little bit of a, of mm-hmm. a, a, a new, a new voice, but who I don't know, probably could have been Henry, but now he's coaching. So he's off the list. Um, Is Travis Lule coaching anywhere. I thought he was because I mean he was doing he was doing a little bit of work with Sportsnet at Grey Cups, and he's always been very well spoken and understands the game. So he was always he was always kind of the guy in my mind as potentially someone they should be looking at for color commentary. Let's hope uh, he would. Yeah, he would definitely be one of those guys. And then, I, he, does it have to be a quarterback? No, I, I mean, mean that's... I would I would I think it would be great to have a guy on defense up there for a change. I just don't know yep. who that is. I don't. Yeah, who's your your dynamic? Oh man, that, that, now you're just racking your brain trying to think of <laughs> of of players who just recently. Like, there's a glut of them that just recently retired that probably could jump into the booth, but how good could they be? And then one thing that always gets me, and I know you just roll your eyes. I would like to see a better graphics package, please. Oh, yeah, Can we like polish this up a little bit? I don't need it to look like your hockey that looks like you're this, that looks like you're that. Let's have a little bit of CFL uniqueness to it and not have the same studio and same graphics. But that's just my own personal bugaboo, and I know uh, people just roll their eyes when I say that. I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. I I, I think the whole thing could use a big refresh, but it seems like uh, just little baby steps for now. And I understand with budgets and that sort of thing, and considering how tight it is, I, I that's probably if I'm the bean counter and if I'm the talent relations person and doing all that sort of thing, this is the probably the most astute way of going about things instead of dropping a whole bunch of money in a whole new graphics and rollout package. Hey, Jacques Cartier, show's over. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.